and welcome to a special episode of Roots to STEM. I'm your host, Steph Katie. Usually on the show, we are talking to scientists about the paths they've taken to get where they are today and the lessons they've learned along the way. But today's going to be a little different. Today's going to be an episode with just me talking about some advice for grad school interviews because grad school interviews for PhD programs in the U.S. are coming up and some have probably already happened. And so hopefully this can be of use to people who are going through this process right now. And so um, when I was applying for grad school, I interviewed at seven places, which I would not recommend. That was pretty exhausting. But I think from seeing those places, I got sort of a wide breadth of uh, experiences at different schools and what it was like. And the good thing is most schools are pretty similar. The structure of the interview is pretty similar. The way that the faculty interact with you is pretty similar across schools. So hopefully my experiences can be somewhat useful to you. Um, but that being said, this is mostly just my advice and some advice that I've seen circulating on Twitter and on the internet, but definitely don't take it as the end all be all of what you should do to get into grad school. I certainly can't guarantee anything, but hopefully this will be helpful. So generally the interview weekends will be a few days. Um, the first day is often you get there sort of in the afternoon and then have some sort of social event with grad students, just dinner or something like that. And then there's usually one to two days of faculty interviews where you're meeting with faculty for 20 to 45 minutes and talking about research, the school, what you're interested in, what they're interested in. And then throughout those two days, there's often also lunches and other events with grad students. And sometimes the interviews at the end will have a fun activity. Like one of mine, we went snowshoeing and another one, we went hiking. Another one, we went out to a really fancy dinner. And so that can be really nice. So that's sort of what to expect going into it. And so before I give you really advice on the nitty gritty of what to do, I think my most important piece of advice that I want to start with is that I hope you remember that this is a two-way interview. So yes, they're interviewing you for your fit with their program, but you are also evaluating the fit of the program, the school, the department, the faculty, the grad students, all of that in your life. So you're going to be spending the next five to six years plus potentially of your life in this place. And you want to make sure that you're going to be happy there. So this includes not only whether you like the program, but also if you like the place, the weather, the other people there, all of those things. You can always switch out of a program if you choose somewhere to go and then decide that you don't like it, but it can be tricky and it can set you back. So if you're getting the gut feeling that somewhere is not the place for you, really listen to that, even if it's the best place on paper, you know, if it looks the best, listen to your gut. And I think this is especially true for folks in direct admission tracks where you're applying just to one lab. You're really making a big decision about spending a lot of your time with this one person based on a fairly short period of time to get to know them. And so I think really trust your gut. If you get a weird feeling about the PI or someone tells you something about the PI that's concerning, really honor that feeling because five or six years of a bad relationship with your PI is way worse, I think, than spending another year applying to grad school again if it were your only option and it didn't work out. And I also found this mindset of you interviewing them to be really helpful when it comes to confidence going into your interviews as well. Obviously, you want to get into grad school, but keeping in mind the fact that these faculty really want you there can be helpful to make you feel a little bit less stressed when you're talking to them. If they're doing their jobs right, they are really trying to woo you and get you to want to come to whatever school you're applying to. So keep that in mind when you're interviewing. They want you there. 
and you are a great candidate and it's a mutual two-way street to get this grad school thing figured out. Okay, so now on to some of the more practical advice. Before you interview, usually the schools will send you a schedule in advance of who you're meeting with. And so what I would do and what I did is look up the faculty that you're going to be interviewing with and do a little bit of research on them. So when I first started doing my interviews, I would try to read some of their papers. And honestly, I don't think this is a good use of your time. Um, you're not going to get into that level of depth generally in an interview with um, this faculty member, but you do want to have a general sense of what they work on. So I think things that are more useful are like looking at their website. And if they don't have a website, then potentially looking at some of their recent papers, just sort of at the abstract to get a sense of what are the general topics that they're working on. I think also checking out their Twitter or other social media feeds is interesting to get a sense of what they're like. Um, yeah, you can you can tell a decent amount about people from from Twitter. So what I would usually do is research the faculty the day or the night before and then jot down a couple notes in my notebook about what they do, um, what they're interested in. And then also, aside from research, if you find on Twitter or something that they're really into science communication or something else, potentially writing that down to talk about, so that then I could refresh my memory before I went into the interview with that person, since you'll be meeting with lots of people in one day and it can be hard to remember who everyone is. And so I guess one thing I should also say is that this year, there's probably going to be a mix of interviews that are in person and interviews that are remote. And they might all be remote, depending on how much the Omicron variant is spreading right now. Um, but if they are virtual, you can just keep all these notes next to you on the computer so that you can then go back and look at um, look at what this person is researching. And if it's in person, you can just bring a notebook with you and look at that in between your meetings. And so additionally, before the interviews, I would prepare some general answers to the questions that the faculty are likely going to ask you about. So they'll probably ask you about what areas of research you're interested in and why uh, the importance of your past research, both in terms of the general field that you were doing the research in and also the importance of that research in your professional development as a scientist. They'll probably also ask you why you're interested in that particular school as opposed to the other schools that you're interviewing at. Uh, if you're doing a direct admission program, they will probably ask you why you're interested in the particular faculty that you're planning to work with. And I would say when you're preparing these answers to try to make them actually tailored to that university. So looking up things about what faculty are there that are doing research you're interested in, what resources or equipment or core facilities, et cetera, they have at that university that you'd want to use. And so really making it obvious that you've done your research, you are truly interested in that school, you would want to come there potentially if you were to get in. So then the other thing is to prepare some questions to ask faculty and grad students. And so I'll talk about each of these separately because they're a little bit different. So for the faculty during your interviews, at the end, they'll ask you, or towards the end, at some point, they'll ask you, do you have any questions for me? And this is something really important where you want to have questions ready for them. And so I know in some cultures, this might come across as you like not knowing what you're doing or not feeling prepared or being prepared. But for American grad school interviews, you want to have questions prepared because that shows that you are interested in the program and in the research that's going on at that university. So definitely prepare some questions for faculty. And so that could be about their research. It could be about 
the university. It could be about um, the department culture. It could be all sorts of things. So I'll add a link in the show notes to um, a list that's been put together by the columnists from Letters to Young Scientists through the AAAS um, that I think has a lot of really useful resources that you could take a look at to get lots of ideas about questions you might be asked in your interview and then also questions that you should be asking during the interview. And so then turning to students. Students, the current grad students are really where you're going to get the most important information about the program and what it's going to be like to be a student there every day. And so before you get there, think about what questions are important to you, what things about grad school are going to be really important to you, and prepare some questions so that you're ready to ask them once you get there. And so things that I think would be really important to ask students about is, can you afford to live on your stipend? Uh, what is the general financial situation like? Are most people on grants? Is it difficult to get grants? Is there support at the university or the department level for you to apply to grants? Things like that are really important. So generally sort of sussing out what the financial situation is like. Along those lines, asking what the housing is like is easy to find housing that you can afford. And then the other thing related to finances, I think that I would ask is, what's the health insurance situation like? And that includes, if relevant to you, well, for everyone, dental, and then if relevant to you, vision, things like that. So those are really important things to be keeping in mind and asking about. And then another category of things that I think are really important to ask the current grad students about are what is the department culture like? And I think especially if you are a person of color applying to grad school, asking other folks in the department and especially other people of color in the department, what it's like to be a person of color in that department is super important because some departments will say that they do a good job of supporting all students and promoting equity and diversity. But when you talk to the grad students, they'll tell you the truth of what it's really like to be there. Okay, so that's sort of general questions for people in the department. And then if you are doing a direct admission program instead of a program where you would rotate, you would really want to ask students in your potential PI's lab um, a lot of questions. And so one thing that's also important to keep in mind here is that um, they might not be in a place where it's comfortable or safe for them to say negative things about their PI. So not only should you ask the students in the potential PI's lab, but also try to get contact information of people who have graduated because they might have a little bit more distance where they can tell you some things that the current grad students wouldn't want to. And along those lines, I would also say ask other students in the department about the PI that you're interested in. Ask other students who aren't in the lab of that PI about that PI because they might have heard things and be more willing to tell you about them than the actual grad students in the lab. And there are so many things that you should be thinking about and asking um, the current grad students. And I would say, having gone through the other side of recruitment, there's no, there's no question that's annoying to answer. So feel free to ask as many questions as you have we all know that it's a big life decision and it's going to be you know, half a decade of your life or more spent in a place. And so we understand that you really want to make sure that this is the right place for you. So be thinking about those questions. Be thinking about the things that are important to you so that you can be ready to ask students about them. Okay, so then during the interview weekend, I'll try to give some advice for both if you're doing it virtually and if you're doing it in person. So the first thing I would say, and this probably sounds very annoying, but I'll say it anyways is try to relax. So things like meditating, doing some deep breathing, watching just silly videos to make you not be 
thinking exclusively about your interviews and also going for walks. And these are all things too that I think these are things that you can do both if it's virtual or if it's in person. But I think those two options are tiring in different ways. And so I think tailoring your strategies to take care of yourself, whether it's virtual or in person, can look different. So if it's virtual, what I've heard is you get a lot of Zoom fatigue. So taking breaks from your computer, in between interviews, getting up, walking around, and trying to just come up with ways to not feel like you're going crazy just staring at your computer all day, whether it's talking to a friend in person, a family member in person. Um, And then if the interviews are in person, if you're like me and you're an introvert, those can be really exhausting because you're just on all day and you're constantly talking to people and there's not a lot of downtime. And so what I would recommend is to try to find some downtime. So try to go for a little walk by yourself to get coffee or something and just get some time to decompress a little bit away from everyone so that you can sort of recharge and go back and charm people. Okay, so one of the biggest, most important things during interview weekend that I think I've hinted at strongly about the questions to ask for grad students is to try to interact with other students um, as much as possible. And so this goes largely for interacting with current students, but also if you're in person, trying to interact with the other people interviewing in your cohort. I know this can be trickier if you're doing it virtually. I would say still try if you have that option. Um, But if you don't have the option, don't stress too much about really trying to to interact with your cohort. Um, It will be fine. But if you are in person, it's nice to try to interact with the cohort that's interviewing with you because some of those folks might end up in the program with you. And you might find a future potential roommate among that crowd of people, which I've seen happen quite a few times amongst Stanford folks. So do without what you can, I guess, based off of if you're in person or not. And then current students, you definitely want to take as many opportunities as you can without just totally exhausting yourself to hang out with the current grad students, ask them about the department and the faculty and the general vibe. They really know. And I think here it's important to talk to all of the students, but especially the older students in the department, because Frankly, the first and second years are still very excited about being in the program. They might not know all of the gossip of the program. They might not know some of the things the program's trying to keep a little bit hidden, but the older students probably do. And so they can really tell you what it's like. Keep in mind, they might be a little bit jaded, but I think generally talking to people from early, mid, and late stages of the PhD is really helpful to get a sense of how people are feeling as they're going through the whole. So I've already talked about asking current students about the department and the faculty and et cetera. But also if you're doing a direct admit, you'll do a single lab. You'll also probably be having opportunities to meet with postdocs and staff. And so I think asking those folks as well about their experience in the lab is really important. So basically just trying to get as much information from as many people as possible. You really want to get a sense, especially if you're doing a direct admission program, of what working with that PI is going to be like, because that's going to be a huge, huge, huge factor in your life for the next five years. So one thing that I think is worth saying at this point is the grad students are there in large part to help you understand what the program is like, to welcome you, to show you how great it is. But there is also a decent chance that they may be evaluating you in some capacity and they may be giving some feedback to the department. So I think 
you can ask them all the questions that you want about what the department is like, what the faculty members are like, but just keep in mind in the way that you're phrasing, the way that you're behaving in general, that these grad students may be giving some input to the department about you and what you would be like as a colleague in the department. So just think to keep in mind. Okay, so then during your interview weekend with your faculty interviews, hopefully you've prepared some general answers to the questions that you might be asked by them and also some questions for them. And so what I would say is when you're interviewing with the faculty, remember that they're also just people too. You know, I know that sounds kind of silly, but I think it's easy to go into an interview and think like, oh my God, this person is a faculty member and they're so intimidating, but they're also just regular people who have regular lives and families. And so try not to be overwhelmed by the fact that they're a faculty member and, and try to to be yourself as much as you can. Um, when you're interviewing with faculty, I would recommend having a notebook with you if you're in person or just jotting down notes if you're over Zoom and writing a couple notes about some of the things you talked about. And we'll come back to this later about why that's important. Finally, try to have fun during your interview weekend. I know that during Zoom interviews, that's going to be a lot more difficult. Uh, but hopefully there will be some attempts at some social events. You could try them if you're not feeling super exhausted from from all the Zoom. Um, but if it's in person, uh, most interview weekends will sort of wine and dine you a little bit. Um, so try to enjoy that. But don't enjoy it too much because it's generally not a good look to be hungover at your interviews. So, but yeah, it's a good way to get to know folks. If you're casually at dinner, you're hanging out, oftentimes the faculty will be there in a more casual setting than usual. And one thing I want to say about this is if it is in person, um, having been on the other side of things, these interview weekends are often some of the most social weekends of the entire year for the grad students. So when you're interviewing, if you're interviewing at different places and you see like, oh, this place really went all out with this and this place was a little bit more tame, it's not necessarily a good reflection of what the social scene is like there, generally speaking, because they really sort of amp it up for interview weekends. So if that's something that you're interested in, like going out and um, having a social life that involves bars or things like that, uh, it's, it would be a good idea to ask the grad students what it's like usually. And they can give you a sense of sort of what the parties are like, what the campus vibe is like usually. So then after the interviews, one thing that I think is really, really key and that I really recommend is to send a thank you email to the faculty that you interviewed with and make it personalized. So earlier I said that during your interviews, it can be nice to jot down notes of what you talked about, or if that's, you know, right after your interview, just write down a few notes so you can remember. And so now you can use those notes and write a thank you note saying something about what you specifically talked about. So this is, you know, a nice courtesy to thank the faculty member for their time, but it's also an opportunity for you to remind them of who you are, what you talked about, and why they liked you. In case it's helpful, I've included a template for this sort of email in the show notes that's just taken from an email that I directly sent, but with any identifying information removed. So feel free to check that out and use that if it's helpful to you. I just sent that to literally every single faculty member that I talked with, you know, but customized to whoever I was talking to. And I got a lot of responses back of saying like, oh, so great to meet you and whatever. And so I think it's just a nice reminder of who you are and the fact that you're interested in that school. And I don't think this is something that everyone does. So I think this can be very helpful in sort of getting your name to the top of people's minds. And so same thing about grad students. So if there are particular grad students that you met with for sort of a long period of time who really stood out to you as being helpful to you, or if you have a grad student host or something like that, I think also sending a thank you note to them 
is really important. And this is a little bit less strategic and more just being nice because, you know, grad students are very busy um, and are taking their time to host you and make your experience good. And so just saying thank you for their time and their effort, I think it's just a very nice thing to do. And then eventually you'll make a decision. Uh, and if you felt that you formed a close relationship with a faculty member during your interviews, or if you're doing, if you applied for direct admission and decided to not go there, uh, I think it's really nice to email the faculty and let them know if you've decided to go to another school. These people will potentially be future colleagues. And so it's a good move to try to maintain a good relationship with them and just be constantly sort of building your network of faculty that you know and who know your name and who you think highly of you. And again, with this email, I also have a template of what I sent in the show notes in case that's handy for anyone to take a look at. Everyone that I sent that to was very kind and gracious and courteous. And so I think that's a nice move to sort of keep things uh, keep things positive for the future. So what do you do if you don't get an offer anywhere? So first of all, I think it's fair to take time to be bummed about it and to be sad and upset. But once you've taken a little bit of time from that, it's time to strategize what comes next. So most likely, if you don't get an offer anywhere, this is just a numbers game. If you got an interview, they liked you as a candidate, that you had the credentials, they wanted you there, but they just had a lot of applicants that fit those and just not enough spots. And so a lot of that comes from money and whether labs have enough money for another grad student. Then what you would want to try to do is make yourself an even more competitive applicant for the next year if you decide you want to apply again. So if you haven't already, I would recommend applying for the NSF GRFP for the next cycle. So you can apply to the GRFP once before grad school and once once you're in grad school. So if you are coming into a grad program with your own funding, this makes you a really attractive candidate. And so the release of the NSF GRFP comes out around the same time as grad school admissions. And so that could potentially be helpful. But also just generally having applied, I think, makes you look like a very promising candidate. And so it, it can never hurt to apply for the GRFP. And then also you can take the next year to get some more experience, whether that's doing research, a job doing something else, traveling, all sorts of things. So I, in between college and grad school, I spent three years working in the healthcare policy sphere. So then I got into grad school. So basically, point being, you don't need to be doing research or be in school when you're applying to um, grad schools. You can be doing a whole host of other things. And so then apply again next year. Um, and I think you'll be a stronger candidate and hopefully it will work out. And so one thing I'll say is our most recent episode with Nixon Arauz, um, Nixon talks about how the first time he applied for grad schools, he was rejected from all the programs that he applied to and how he used that opportunity and that year in between to talk to lots of people to make his application even stronger. And now he's getting a PhD. So it all worked out for him. And so if you want to check out that episode, he has some really nice advice and a really nice way of framing that otherwise sort of a bummer situation. Okay, so now hopefully you get offers. Uh, if you do, congratulations. And then if you get multiple things to think about on how to decide, or even if you just get one, how to decide whether or not it's right for you. I think first things first, you need to think about the very practical things. So when it comes to these really practical things, the two things that come to mind for me to think about are finances and geographic location. And so for finances, once you get an offer, you'll see what the stipend is and what the health insurance and all those sorts of things are. And so thinking about if that financial situation is going to work for you and for your family, if that's relevant. And then in terms of geographic location, I think a few things come to mind. One is sort of 
the weather uh, in that place and whether or not you're going to be happy living there. One is whether it's rural, suburban, urban, and if you like that. Um, and then the other thing is proximity to family or other support networks. And if you're going to have the supports in place that you need um, and want in order to be successful in grad school. And so you might not need to be super close to your family, um, but that might be something really important to you. So I think keeping that in mind is something really important to think about as you're making these decisions. And then the next thing I would say is when you're deciding between multiple offers, uh, really think about the people more than the science. And I people say this all the time, but I think I do think it's really important. The people that you're surrounded with in grad school, the PI is potentially the most important uh, person to be thinking about in terms of your, whether or not you like them, your relationship with that person, but also the people in the lab and just generally the people in the department. Those people are going to make or break your experience because wherever you go, your research is going to be a bit of a struggle at times. And that's a, that's a guarantee, frankly. But if you have people around you who can support you during that time, that's going to make it a lot easier than if you're just sort of struggling alone to get through a program. So the people that you're going to be interacting with are really important. And that includes the people in your lab directly, uh, which if you're doing a direct admission program, you'll know who those people are. If you're doing a rotation, this is something to think about when you're deciding uh, rotation labs and what lab you want to be in. But either way, the general people in the department and the faculty are going to be people that you're spending a lot of time with. And so you want to make sure that you feel comfortable and that you like those people and you like sort of the vibe that you get from those people and the department. And so then following up on that, if the people are good, I think most scientists can find science that they enjoy. So you may have done something in undergrad and you may be thinking to yourself, this is what I know how to do. This is what I'm good at. This is what I'm going to keep doing. And I'll say from my experience, what I'm doing now in my PhD is completely different from what I did in my undergrad. And it's been really fun and doable. Like I'm making it happen. And so don't pigeonhole yourself into thinking that you're only interested in one certain type of science. You're only good at one certain type of science. You can learn whatever you want. And so try to go into it with an open mind. You know, you might end up working with a PI that does something that's super different from what you ever thought you were going to do, but they support you and they're a great mentor and that's what's important. So keep that in mind when you're thinking about where to go. And then one thing I'll say that sounds sort of silly, but it really works for me is just listening to your gut. And so what I mean by that is like I, when I was applying to grad school, I made this whole you know, pros and cons chart of all the different schools and whether I liked them, whether they had good weather and good faculty and their finances were good, all that stuff. But it's still really hard to make a decision based off of logic like that. And so sometimes what I like to do is just flip a coin. And so, you know, heads is like going to school A and tails is going to school B. And you flip a coin and you pay attention in the moment when you figure out whether it's heads or tails to how you feel about that reaction. And if you're bummed about it, then you're like, okay, maybe that's not the place that I want to go. And if you're really excited about it, then that tells you something good, that you like that school, you're excited. And so that, again, it sounds silly, but I think it's really useful in helping me make decisions. And then finally, what I'll say is feel free to reach out to students, the faculty, and also especially the administrators if you have questions that you want answered before you make a decision. So the students really want to help you. They can be super, super helpful for figuring out, you know, how do I decide where to go you you can help like you can ask students that of like how did you decide between wherever you are and the other places like what made you come here and at that point once you're offered admission they're going to want you to come there so they're going to answer your emails they're going to be really helpful um and they they want to help we want to help i should include myself in that um 
And then administrators can be really helpful for sort of the logistical things of like, well, I have this competing offer from here and I need to make a decision from here at this certain time. And so what do I do? Or if you're on a wait list, like reaching out to the admins in the program can also be really helpful. Okay. So yeah, that's the advice that I have for you for before, during, and after your interviews. And like I said at the beginning, I am by no means the expert on this subject. So I've also included in the show notes a few links to various other resources that I think could be helpful for you as you're preparing for grad school interviews. And good luck. I hope that they go really well. Um, If you have questions for me about interviews, I seriously would love to help anyone that has any questions. So feel free to send me an email at rootstostempodcast at gmail.com and I will be very happy to answer your questions. Or find us on Twitter at Roots to Stem Pod or on Instagram at Roots to Stem Podcast uh, or on Facebook at Roots to Stem Pod and we can continue having a discussion there about tips related to grad school interviews. Our usual show is different than this one, uh, but if you're interested in hearing about scientists and how they got into their careers, many of whom talk about grad school and applying to grad school, uh, check out our other episodes. You can find them all wherever you listen to podcasts on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, wherever you listen to podcasts, it's all there. Um, yeah, and I think there's some nice advice scattered throughout those episodes um, as well. And if you found this useful, I'd love to know. Uh, and also share it with your friends if you think they could benefit from it. And good luck. Remember, interviews are just as much about you finding where you want to go as the school's interviewing you. So make sure you like the place. Make sure it feels good. Make sure your gut tells you that it's a good decision. And congratulations. This is a really exciting time and you should be very proud of yourself no matter what happens. So good luck. <laughs>